Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Sarah Rose, a transformation coach and business strategist. Sarah arrives at this work through a process that has taken some years and she is open about it, which I feel helps us understand and navigate twists and turns and upheavals in our own life, such as COVID is for most of us. So let's meet Sarah and learn. Sarah Rose, good morning. It is wonderful to welcome you here this morning. Hi, Kay. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, I'm excited because having conversations about our purpose, life purpose, really doing what we are meant to do while we are on this planet, living this life is is really, you know, just a most stimulating conversation. And here you are, this is your work, wanting to connect with women and make us more conscious of this and our role uh, in what we are to do, correct? Yeah, this is part of actually part of my mission, part of my purpose that I've been guided to, to do is to help women um, fully realize and step into their purpose, which is an amazing process to watch unfold. And so how did you become aware of this, just out, out of interest? How did you come to this realization that this was your purpose, is to help us? Well, it's it's really, it's still my purpose as well, right? So it's, it's always mutually beneficial. But um, for me, my journey for myself, I had a spiritual awakening in 2013 where I you know, started to wake up to my own sense of where I was in my life. And anybody that's gone through a spiritual awakening will know that, you know, the things that are un- inauthentic or the untruths, the way that we've validated ourselves through certain, you know, whether it's a job or a relationship or a situation and things like that, they all crumble and fall away, which is, can be a very um, uh, turbulent process depending on how, much you cling to the things that are no longer serving you. So letting go and releasing and surrendering is a huge part of this process. And so it's been my own, my own spiritual awakening journey that's led me to this. And that's, that's why I don't ever say like you can find your purpose. It really finds you when you start to open up and ask and allow and be receptive to the signs and synchronicities that are guiding us, including our own intuition. And so you had this, occur for you, you said 2013, so seven years ago. So that's, you've been on this path, on this journey for a a good amount of time already. And is it something then that feels comfortable or is there still some kind of unsettledness that is part of it? Um, This has has changed. Obviously, I mean, there's always parts that are uncomfortable because when you're living your purpose, you are in a state of expansion. And when you're in a state of expansion, what does that mean? It means you're growing beyond what you've known yourself to be thus far. You're growing beyond the limits that you have set. You're growing beyond the perceptions that you have set for yourself. Um, You're getting out of your comfort zone and things like that. So you're sort of, when you're really living your life purpose, because when you what you're doing is you're coming more in alignment with what your soul desires. That's your inner urges and your soul is about expansion. And it's not, you know, and so when you're riding that wave of expansion, then you're always sort of like dancing that fine line of where you've been and who you are becoming. And that, 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 that sense of expansion 
can be exhilarating or it can be scary. It just depends on the perception of the person when you're in that place. And I've experienced both (laughs) for sure. Um, but embracing the process and trusting the journey and surrendering to it is, is key. Like when you step onto this path to discover your purpose, surrendering to it and recognizing that you are guided and that there are things, there are things beyond this physical world, like assisting us, whatever your belief systems are or whatever. It's really not a, a set dogma or anything like that. But when you surrender to the process and you allow, then it becomes much easier. And that's when it becomes a state of flow. You're flowing with the cycles. You're flowing with cycles of your life, just like the cycles in nature. Things are phasing out. Things are coming in to bloom, you know? And so when you're in flow with the cycle of life, then it's not going to feel like a struggle. And thinking of our circumstances, our collective circumstances for, I I would say, at least the majority of us, we're probably feeling quite a lot of uncertainty and disharmony and and just feeling uh, a lot of turmoil just because of the time that we're living in. Uh, Could this be perhaps part of that process of uh, bringing us a message, bringing us a sign? Oh, I, if you ask me, then yes. And if you ask a lot of the women that I work with, they would say definitely yes. So um, everything happens for a reason. Nothing happens by coincidence. And I don't feel it's a coincidence that there are so many people waking up to their purpose, feeling the call from inside to wake up to their purpose. And also even the global event that you see that none of us can escape on a global level, which has caught, which has caused us to go in inward and self-reflect, such as the COVID quarantine and things like that. And if um, you use the time to do that, to self-reflect and to really go in and, and, and ask what's really important and, and what what makes you happy and, and do the self-reflective work, then yes, you will have mass, in my experience and the experience of the women that I work with, you'll have massive shifts. And you'll also receive more guidance because when you slow down, which is what the quarantine, for example, causes to do back in March, especially um, when you slow down, you open up that channel to receive more guidance because your guidance speaks to you through your intuition, not your logical brain or the one that keeps you doing your day-to-day tasks that you have to do to, to keep up with life. That's a different part of different part of your being. So when you're able to slow down and be receptive, then you will receive more guidance. This. The guidance is always there. It's just a matter of whether or not we're receptive to receiving it. And I and I do think that the events that are occurring are are if people are willing to recognize the the blessing in disguise, so to speak, um, then they will connect with that inner knowingness that is guiding them on their path and helping them discover their purpose. And those are when the women find me. Like they're magically are matched up with me when they're at that place. Which which is great because I'm thinking there is a part of it that is so frightening going through all this turmoil and job loss and uncertainty with finances and if there's children involved then there's you know another layer of that so mm-hmm. it, it, there needs to be a way to kind of break out of that kind of a a fear bubble or whatever that kind of. Uh, uh, limiting bubble is. It's, do you have some mm-hmm. guidance or suggestion for that? Yes, and I'm glad you asked that because this makes me go back to when I had my own personal. So my experience of COVID and quarantine and this and this has been completely different, right? Because 
I've been on this path for seven years, so I haven't had the fear or the uncertainty or anything like that. Um, but I have had this experience very similar in 2010, 2008, 9, 10, 11, very similar with the economic collapse in the U.S. and people losing their job. And I was tied to real estate and everything was crumbling and I was financial distress and all kinds of worry and stress and fear and all of that kind of stuff. So I've been in that situation before. And this is when my life really started to change because when I recognized that I was operating from a place of fear and I was operating from a place of reacting to my external environment, I had the thing that really shifted was when I started to ask, this is prayer, the form of prayer, I would say, but asking for guidance. When you truly, with intention, ask for your next step to be revealed to you and slow down enough, maybe start a meditation practice or start a mindfulness practice, start to journal or start something, a, a, spirit, a, a mindfulness, don't have to call it spiritual if you don't relate with the word spiritual, but something that causes you to slow down a little bit, but start to ask some of the questions like, what is my higher purpose? Why am I here? What, what would really fulfill me and, and give me a deep sense of meaning and things like that? Or what is, for me, the question was, what's the next step that's going to heal my life? Because when I was in that state of turmoil and stress and financial collapse, and I was dealing with all sorts of stuff like um, health crisis, financial crisis, I had the death of my father, I had a failed engagement, like I had like all the big things all hammering me all at once. And I, I started to ask, what's my next step to heal my life? Because at that point, I was a very fearful person. I would be very angry at times because I would be bottling up a lot of stuff, a lot of emotions that I've never released in the past from the past um, and things like that. And so when I started to ask, the answers were given to me. And the thing is, is when you're at that point, if you're even listening to this and you're at that point where you are ready to ask, or what's in your highest and greatest good that's going to help evolve your soul or help put you on your path or this or that, you're already ready for the answer or you wouldn't be asking, you wouldn't be listening to this, you wouldn't be drawn to this conversation. So trust that if you even have the inclination to ask, the answer is going to be delivered to you. You just have to slow down enough to, to be noticed, to notice when, you, when it comes to you. But here's the thing, when you first start to ask, the signs are so strong at first because it's almost like spirits really trying to get your attention. Like, yes, we're here. Thank you for asking. You have free will. You can bang around as much as you want in turmoil and stress and strife. But when you start to ask, we're here to help you. And it's like you almost get like blasted with signs and synchronicities at the beginning. And I still do today, but it, it, it becomes very obvious, something that's undeniable. If that's what the synchronicity is. It's something that's a coincidence, but it's not a coincidence. And it's so, so coincidental that you can't deny it anymore. And those will start to pop into your experience. One of the things that uh, a phrase that I really appreciate about coincidence is that if you think it's a coincidence, it's not. You're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's no coincidence for me anymore. It's very fun. Um, to just recognize that I am, it's really beyond this physical world, right? Like recognizing that there's more to that. There's more than just the tangible part of us, right? There's more than the tangible world even. And when you get to start to play in that reality and recognize that it's all being, that everything's supporting you and that you're receiving these synchronicities and guidance, then 
it becomes really magical. But I wasn't on the spiritual journey when I started to ask. I was in pain when I started to ask. I was struggling and I was in fear and I was sick and I was worried and I was anxious and I was broke and I was unhealthy and I started to ask. And I wasn't, quote unquote, spiritual at that time. That was actually the very spark spark of my spiritual awakening in 2013 is when I started to ask from that place of, you know, finally realizing that, okay, I've done X, Y, and Z and still not working. I'm still not happy. I'm still, you know, what's up? You know, there, there was this inner, inner urge to start asking and that's when it shifts. So yeah, I wasn't spiritual when I started asking, but I was also, there must've been a part of me that was open to it in order to ask. I remember my mom gave me the secret like 10 years ago and I thought it was bogus and I never looked at it and it sat on my shelf and I still hadn't read it even through my spiritual awakening and didn't read it. I think eventually I watched the movies teach you all about spiritual laws and stuff like that like 10 years after like I just recently probably watched it like not too long ago watched the movie but at the time I wasn't ready for the information so it wasn't so it didn't register it didn't click there was no curiosity there was nothing there. And so when you're ready, though, all of it will be available to you. I really appreciate, Sarah, your sharing this part of your story with us, because I think it helps us to find a place of connection and we'll see where we might identify and then to see that we don't necessarily have to go through several years of turmoil uh, if we trust that, okay, if, if we're getting some sort of uh, sign or that kind of internal inkling that something needs to change rather than fight it, as you said, you know, you weren't paying attention for several years, uh, you're helping us, I think, to break through some barriers. Yeah, it's, um, it's um, yeah, it's, if you have that inner urge to to shift something, it's going to come from like within, right? Because here's the thing, as long as you're looking outside of yourself to, for everything else to change, like you're looking like, okay, well, my job situation now, my money situation now, my health, my financial, like all of that, as long as you keep looking outside yourself, which I was looking outside myself, even with my health, I was waiting for the naturopath to heal me. I was waiting for the energy healer to heal me. I was waiting for the acupuncturist to heal me. I was waiting for the you know, the massage therapist to heal me. I was waiting for all of these things to heal me. I still, even though I was doing healthy things, I was still looking outside of myself for my own healing. And it wasn't until I started to go within and say, what do I recognize? I was the common denominator in all of it. I was dealing with financial collapse, bankruptcy, foreclosure, you know, lost, lost income, lost wages, like trying you know, all of it, hitting the fan. And I realized I was the common denominator in all of my stories. And so then I started to ask, what do I need to do, like, personally, <laughs> like, within myself to change? And the moment I asked, I was guided to go to a bookstore. I walked, I went to the bookstore. I just had this nudge. It's just going to feel like a nudge. I went to the bookstore, some, you know, and I made a beeline to this book that I went, I, out of hundreds or thousands of books, I went to one book, picked it up. It was a bright yellow book. I looked at it. And then I made a bunch of excuses of how I was too busy for it because I just signed up for yoga teacher training and I put the book back on the shelf and I walked out. And because I had all these anatomy books I had to read for yoga. So I started to make excuses to recognize the ego will want you to, will try to sabotage you, uh, your growth process. You will 
try to avoid what it is. Even after this, after it's delivered to you, the answer to your prayer, you'll still resist it. And so I resisted it. I went to my Pilates class. Um, I had at this simultaneously booked a, a, re, a conference in San Francisco that I couldn't afford and put it on a credit card that I couldn't afford because I just know I've always meant to be a writer. So I was booked to go to this conference in San Francisco to, for two days to learn how to write a book. And I went to work out with, this was after I had started to get myself back on track and make some money again in real estate. And so I had enough money to pay for like some health stuff. So I had this a little Pilates class that I went to and she said, you know, you're doing so much for your health. You're doing X, Y, and Z. You're eating healthy. You're, you're, you know, you're gluten-free, you're dairy-free, you're allergy-free, you're blah, blah, blah. Like you're, you should be a lot healthier for what you're doing. And I said, I know you're right. She said, I have a book for you. And I said, okay, well, I'm getting ready to leave. Uh, I don't have time for that. I'm already reading my anatomy books, but thank you. And I dismissed it. I didn't know what book it was. And um, I had one more session with her right before I left, and she didn't listen to me, and she brought the book with me to her to the class, and she walked outside with me afterwards, had it in her car, and gave me her only copy. And it was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Remember, I was asking outside the bookstore, when I went to the bookstore, what's the next step to heal my life? That's the same book I walked to in the bookstore. So now this book was presented to me within like seven, like within like four days, three times. And I hopped on, I was like, okay, well, I took the book. I was like, obviously I need to read this. It became an undeniable synchronicity. It's not a coincidence at this point anymore, right? I was getting hammered with the signs. So hopped on the plane, started reading the book, started to shift my perception even on the plane. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play with the possibility that what she's saying in here is true and start creating my reality um, and releasing and healing and stuff like that. So I took this book, went to the hotel room or went to the hotel, turns out, it was a Hay House workshop, which I wasn't a Hay House fan at the time because I wasn't quote-unquote spiritual, but anybody that knows Hay House knows it's a big spiritual publisher, and it's the publisher of the book that I have in my hand. It's on sale in the back of the room. Everybody's read it. Everybody's had a copy of it, and everybody's coming up to me while I'm in the restaurant reading it saying, that book changed my life. You're going to love it, and I was like, thank you. And so here I am just on this little weekend retreat by myself that I couldn't afford reading this book, having this experience, these amazing synchronicities. Um, There was a mistake with the bookings or something, so my room got upgraded to, like, this better suite. Um, And I was worried because I didn't have any money at the time, and I was in real estate, and it was still rocky, commission-only kind of thing. And I was like, well, I need to go to this because I just felt I needed to go. And I had some Canadian clients call me while I was there, and they said, um, and I'll wrap the story up because I want to make it short, but they, they called me and said, hey, we're coming into town. We want to buy a house, pay cash. We've got our neighbors. They're coming into town. We want to buy a house, pay cash. And I'm like thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm not home. What am I gonna, I'm like, I told them, I'm like, well, I'm not there. And they're like, no worries. We're in Vegas. We'll be there on Tuesday. I'm like, okay, great. I'll be back Monday. I'll see you then. I came back and I closed like three cash deals um, and made like, more money in one month than I made like in the last four months combined cash sales, quick three day sales. And I was like, this is unheard of just to walk into that, you know, uh, for my experience. So all of these things started to happen. The one thing though, one of the exercises in the book was a mirror exercise in the hotel room where you stand in front of the mirror and you tell yourself that you love you you say, I love you. And I couldn't do that without crying. And so I didn't know why I couldn't do it without crying, but my eyes started to tear up. And I realized there was more to the story that I needed to uncover. So 
I go back to Phoenix uh, with my book and this magical experience. And I said, I started to ask again, I said, well, okay, this works. So, you know, you showed me this was, I'm talking to whoever, you know, I'm like, I got this book. What's my next step? Um, And so then I got my next step and it came to me in a dream. And that's the start of my spiritual awakening process. But the funny thing is, is when I finally showed up at my yoga training, which was like a three-year training all about like recognizing ego and the false sense of self and the illusion and everything that we buy into and all that kind of stuff. One of the required reads the whole time that I was pushed was this book. And I was pushing this book away the whole time, making the excuse that I have to make time for all these anatomy books for yoga. And one of the required reads of the class was you can heal your life by Louise Hay. And then I started a three year journey learning yoga and going into body breath and just cultivating higher consciousness. This is the kind of synchronicities, you know, when you're open to it, they're always there. It's just whether or not you're ready to receive. But when you start to ask, you'll receive. I don't believe you'd even be listening to this episode, to be honest. It's all, it's all, it's all planned and timed perfectly for us. I'm so thrilled that you shared the story. It, it relates so much, Sarah. And I have to say, too, I, I love that book, You Can Heal Your Life, uh, I came across it many, many years ago, and I still refer to it. And it, yes, it's a, a wealth of important information for us. And and I love that. That's what was so critical to your journey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, yeah, it's it's. Um, so in that sh- relatively short period of time, then you really saw th- that change occur but it it keeps on going right it, it more doors keep opening and it's it's a journey you don't just arrive somewhere and this is it no it's an ongoing journey more doors open but also a lot of doors close and this is where a lot of people have struggle with because uh, or have struggle is because they cling to what was we can't expand and cling to what was simultaneously and so when one door is closing whether it's a job or relationship or this or that, there's a reason for it. There's another door opening. If you have the perception uh, and the and, and the awareness to be able to perceive it that way, then I do believe you have the ability to create your own reality based off of that perception. But if your perception is that every closed door is, you know, that pops up because you do get a lot of closed doors. It's like, the you know, it's like your universe of guides, angels, whatever you want to call it, re- redirecting you. Um, But you have a choice to perceive it that way or you have a choice to perceive it as uh, from the victim mindset. And so the biggest shift in consciousness that most people are challenged to experience right now is the shift from victim consciousness into acceptance and, uh, and, and forgiveness and acceptance of what is. This is a huge shift in consciousness that's happening right now. And victim consciousness just means that you're still seeing yourself as uh, byproduct of what's happening and you're still you're not in the driver's seat yet you're still in the reactionary mode you're reacting to the things that are happening something happens you have a good or bad feeling about it it causes you to believe x y and z and then you create your patterns from there from your beliefs whereas when you start to get in front of it which is like what louise hay teaches in her book and many other spiritual teachers when you start to get in front of it and start to recognize that you have the power to create your own reality with your thoughts and with your perception that's when doors will start to open. Um, and some doors will close, but others will open as long as you're you're perceiving it that way. Your perception does create your reality. That's one of my takeaways. 
for sure from this journey and it's always expanding uh evolving and growing and becoming right so i'm always being challenged to allow myself to expand into something even more than i even thought possible but yeah so i don't want to go off on a tangent but this is a big i think if you read power versus force by hawkins um he talks about the map and scale of consciousness and you know there's a huge shift that happens when people start to become very interested in creating their own reality and manifesting and things like that they're stepping into this next level of consciousness uh vibrates at around like a 300 where love would vibrate at like 500 level of consciousness and so this is where you start to accept versus fight or resist what is and recognize that you are creating your reality and that everything can be a blessing in disguise and I talk with women all the time that go through a lot of things, things that we would never want to go through, and, they're, and they still end up at the end of the day after their journey, after they've gone down their journey a little, little ways, they're able to recognize how much that some of these events that have happened have been serving them the whole time and really catapulted them on their path. So sometimes it's the things that aren't working out for us so much and this is why I also think COVID is very COVID quarantine and the fear that it ensued is very purposeful because we are at this place in human consciousness where we are waking up very, very fast to higher levels of consciousness. And it's no accident that there's a global event that happened that caused a lot of fear uh, because a lot of fear and uncertainty is often the thing that wakes people up. And that's why some people have to hit a rock bottom before they wake up. But you don't have to hit rock bottom, but some people some people do, but you don't have to, but it does serve a higher purpose. Yes, indeed. This is um, really such important, really life-giving, life-saving uh, content, information that you're sharing with us, Sarah. And I'm really so grateful for your journey, for what has happened and that you are so ready, or it's part of the purpose, is to be sharing it as you are. I found that on your website, you've for a couple of years now, you've been doing these podcasts. I think it's one way that it can contribute to us finding more and, and more personal discovery because I think we learn from hearing each other's stories. So uh, let's mention your website and the fact that all of that can be found there. Okay, yeah, perfect. My website is sarah-rose.net, and that's Sarah with an H, so sarah-rose.net. And from there, you can find my podcast. There's also free master classes that you can take. All of this is on the menu bar. And there's also, it links to my social media, and I'm primarily the most social and the most engaged and spend most of my time online on Instagram at spiritual CEO. That's my handle. That's a great handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Cause I, I, I assist women now with setting up a spiritually based purpose driven business online. And so many of them have even since the quarantine have, um, have been feeling the call to pursue that. So it's all perfectly timed. It is, isn't it? Because with the internet, with all the uh, digital world we have at our hands right now, it's like the that platform is waiting for us to use it. And it's that way that we can connect, even though we are needing to be in, in uh, this quarantine time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really a, an amazing time to use the technology that we have to spread messages of purpose, higher consciousness, love, light. You know, it's, the media can be used for lots of different things, and some of it's very fear-driven, but it doesn't have to be. And so being able to use that gives you global reach as well. So I love it because I have clients in New Zealand, Australia, London, um, all over U.S., Canada. And so I get to I get to work with women all over the globe. It's amazing. And it's wonderful. And as you say, we're able to use the medium for a very important, powerful, life-giving purpose. And it's, it is made that much easier for us. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's mm-hmm. another one of those, what, synchronicities or things happening as they, <laughs> they should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been so... Wonderful. I really appreciate uh, who you are and what you're doing and sharing so much with us this morning, which I feel will help us in taking whatever next steps are here. And and I feel uh, also being um, supported, being encouraged by it. So I'm so thankful to you, Sarah Rose. Oh, my God. Thank you, Kate. I'm thankful for you and everything that you're doing because we all have a role in this. We all have a role, and your role is equally as inspiring. So it's it's beautiful to collaborate with other women or men. Even I collaborate with men as well, but collaborate with other people that help bring the messages through. Absolutely. Well, again, such great thanks to you, Sarah Rose. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Sarah Rose and Sunday Morning Magazine with Portia Thompson and Brenna Ramos. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email K-A-T-E-D at warm1069.com and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the podcast tab, then the show names, and then the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of realizing the connection and bond we have with each other with our community. Have a week the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.